Welcome to the Big Church Podcast. We are a church in Barrie, Ontario, Canada, and we hope you are blessed by this message. For more information, check out our website at bigchurch.cc. And, and are, you know, have we arrived? No, I think there's a lot that needs to be stripped off still. Both my hands are up. <laughs> Both my hands are up. How are we going to go through that process? There's only one way we're going to go through that process is like Jesus coming to the Father and trusting the one that can pull this thing together, the one that can make it happen. And we're going to look at this in, uh, in another portion of Scripture here. If we can go to Ephesians, this is my main portion that I want us to look at. Now, God never has a problem when things are stacked up against him. And in this case, if you read uh, before, um, well, we'll just read it. He says, once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins. How many were in that place, dead in your sin? Many remember how dead it was. You used to live in sin just as the rest, like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. And by our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. Now, how many know if we ended it there, that would not be good? Right? We, we, we would see angry eyes, God, if, that, if we left it there. But thank God it didn't get left there. Amen? That's the great thing about, about our Father, our Heavenly Father, is he had a relationship with his son before this all began, and he had a plan to bring us to himself. Even if we messed up along the way, he had a plan in place. Amen? And how many know with things that are messed up now, he still has a plan? That's my message. The Father has a plan, and it's good. How it comes about? Might not look good, but in the end, it's good. Its outcome is good. I've lived 54 years, and one thing that I can say, out of all the badness, and there's lots of badness in life, and it comes to all of us. Amen? We all give our stories. But one thing I've known is God's turned what was intended for evil for my good when I've run to the Father, when I've run to the God who holds the plan. And so this is what it says. But, look at your neighbor and say, this is a big but in the Bible. Thank God for this but. But God is so rich in mercy. And he loved us so much. Amen. That even though we were dead even though we were useless, okay? Dead means you're useless, right? We're dead. He gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. Amen? And then it says here, we can go to the next verse. We can go to the next verse, please. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ 
and he seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. So God can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness toward us as shown in all he has done for us. Amen? I'm living proof. People are like, you know, can explain to me all you want. God's not real, blah, blah, blah. I know I'm living proof of his incredible kindness. His kindness has far outweighed the badness. Far outweighed. Far outweighed and continues to. Who are united with Christ Jesus. God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Amen? How many remember when you just simply believed? When you came to that place of surrender, you just received it and you believed. It was like it was a free gift. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we've done. So none of us can boast about it. Amen? And I don't care how good of a Christian you became. Don't boast. Well, I prophesied and this happened. and It's like, well, God gave you the prophecy. How can you boast in it? God showed me this and this. And it's like, yeah, let's remember the important part. God showed you. Right? It's not about you. It's not about me. And this is the part I love. For we are, let's read it together, God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Amen? The Father has a plan. And it's a masterpiece. You are a masterpiece in the midst of it. And I need reminding of this because there's a lot of things sometimes that go on in a painting, I'm an artist, so I understand about painting. And there's, there's a frustrating time in painting when you're painting a picture where you're blocking in things and it looks like you know what you want to see, but when you're just blocking in colors, it's like it looks ugly. It's like, oh, I just want to get to the other part. But you can't. You have to block in these colors, then you put the shading in, and then you go on and you, and you move forward from there but there's times when God's working on things in you and me and he's and he's blocking in and he's putting in different things and 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 the only thing that we have is trust that he has a good plan and he is a masterpiece that he's making in the midst of this amen and what do we do in those times what do we do in those seasons what do we do when everything's topsy-turvy and we don't know what, what's going on? We, we go to the one who has the plan. And we rest in who he is. And we don't get all the whys. We don't. Any father, talk to the fathers. Fathers, we push it a little bit more with our kids. You, you, it's usually mothers are 
protecting, and they're like, come on, no, no. And the dad will be like, ah, oh, no, no, he's ready to go in the pool, and pushes them in, right? And <laughs> the kids are, and the dad will, you're okay, right? And they'll push it, they'll push it, you know, a little bit more. On the trampoline, we were at the trampoline there with uh, one of my, my kids, with the grandkids, and, you know, you, you can't jump too hard or all of a sudden it just, oops, we pushed it a little bit too much. One's crying now, right? But you just got to push it that little bit. And this is, but, but a father understands this child won't comprehend this. I'm just pushing them into it. They're not going to comprehend it, but they trust me. And they trust I'm working on something. And they can explain things sometimes to a degree, but many times you know they can't comprehend certain things. But you're, you've got a plan that you're moving them into. Amen? It's the same with our Heavenly Father. And this is the thing that I love about serving God, is I don't have to know all the answers. I don't have to. In a world of tons and tons and tons of answers, tons of information, tons of everything going on, and everyone very knowledgeable, what are you doing with it? Because the more important thing is, what are we doing with what we've been given? Because you can have all kinds of knowledge about stuff, but it's applied knowledge in a situation. Andrew can attest to this with the trades. You'll learn it in a book, but when you're putting it out there in the field, it's a little bit different. You know, it says this, 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 but there's different variables when you go out in the field. I remember when I went to Bible school, I was learning all these different things and theories and different stuff, but when I had to pastor my first church, I ran into some things and I'm like, ah, that wasn't in the textbook. Uh, this isn't working the way that I was told it was supposed to work. Why? Because we added people. We added sin. We added a lot of dynamics that God is well aware of. Do you know that when God called you, he factored in all your mistakes all your mess-ups, all your weaknesses, we remind them, it's like, oh God, wrong person. Really, you've got the wrong person. And you've got me doing something I don't do well, I hate, and I can't do it. And he's like, no, you're just the right person. And you can do it. And we remind them of our failures. We remind them of our weaknesses. We remind them of our insufficiencies, but not understanding that he's working something out. And if we allow that process, he can do something that we would have never have thought possible. One, one transformation for me, you've heard it before, but it's a huge one for me, is with money. I used to be a consumer. I used to spend, 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 didn't budget, didn't do any of that. I am the exact opposite. I like the pendulum went way over. And God completely changed me in that area. And it was in a season when we didn't have money. And he had to balance books when more was going out than was coming in. And it was depressing. And I hated it. It was a horrible season. 
And I'm like, God, why? And he's like, I'm doing something. I'm working something in you. It's going to bring change and transformation. And I really think we are in a season. Things are opening up, but I think God is, is opening things up. And he's doing some things in all of us. And we're walking through these seasons. And I don't know everything that lies ahead, but I know we do not look like God wants us to look. And there are things he's going to unfold to make it happen. And I don't understand all of them, but I understand he's at work, even in the midst of it. Amen? We don't put anything over him. Even things were like, where did that come from? Run to the Father in those times. He's greater than that situation, whatever it might be. Let's go to Philippians 2. This is what we need to focus on more. Is God, in the midst of what you're doing, what are you doing in me? Paul said this here. He says, dear friends, you always followed my instructions when I was with you, but now I am away, and it is even more important. Work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear. So with a fear and an awe for God, work that out. And this is what the next part that I want us to see. And this is the part that we can't explain. And this is the part that I love. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Amen? God works in us, giving us the right desire and the power to do what pleases him. And in every situation, we have... Sometimes we don't have the right heart in it, but God begins to work on it, and you begin to see a change. How many have seen changes? You know, when, when stuff was stripped away, a lot of people all of a sudden in the busyness recognize, oh, I have a family. Oh, I can eat dinner with them. This is great. I enjoy this. And, and started to slow down and realize there's something, there was a new desire awakened. There was a new awareness. And I believe God's working different things in us in this time. And he's awakening and he's putting in new desires, right desires, new things. Amen? He's working both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Amen? And so... In all of this workings and these different things that are going on and these situations, how many have been a bit frustrated? <laughs> Some hands are like double hands, you know. And, um, and we're like, you know, you feel like you want to make something happen, make something happen. It's like it's on hold, you know, and, or you, you want to you wanna do this or want to do that. And it's like it feels like it's on hold, but, no, God's working something different in the midst of it. He's even doing something in the midst of, of that hold. And so it's, it's allowing that work to go on and say, run to the Father in those times. And sometimes it's just being silent. It's coming to him, 
petitioning him. We have, I have some petitions of things that I'm like, what's up with this? And it's, it glares you, you know, right in your face, and it's, it opposes God, but we keep bringing it to God and just saying, God, you need to contend with this. But God, do what you need to do. Do it in me. Continue to work. And even when something's on hold, it's not on hold with him. And in the midst of it, Romans 8, this is what it says. I'm going to end with this. And then we're going to have a worship time of just um, drawing close to our Father. And we know that God causes everything. Say, look, look at your neighbor way far away. <laughs> and say, everything. God causes everything, good and bad, to work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose for him, for them. So what, do we, what, what does that speak of? It speaks of surrender. It speaks of, God, this is not my life. It's yours. I am, I've been made anew in Christ Jesus. This is not my life, but it's yours. And I want to follow your purpose. Amen? And we know that, and, and for God knew his people in advance, and he chose them to become what? Become robots. Work. 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 Succeed. Grow your church. Make a top drawer. Make them the most highest, highly successful people. No. To become like his son. So that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Amen? His whole purpose is relationship. His whole purpose is is that we become sons and daughters and that we walk and we live with him from that position. And having chosen them, he called them to he called them to come to him. And having called them, he gave them right standing with himself. And having given them right standing, he gave them his glory. What did Jesus pray at the very beginning that what I opened up? Father, that glory, the same glory you gave me, I want to give it to them. It came out of that place of oneness with him, the two of them. And he says, I want that same glory. How many want that same glory? I don't want to miss this thing. I don't want to miss the main thing that God's trying to bring. And the main thing he's trying to bring. And it is a painful process when he strips things off of us. It's a painful process when we have to humble ourselves and allow God to deal with stuff in us. But the glory that he reveals when we be become obedient sons and daughters, when we take those steps, amen, it brings change. It brings transformation. So what do, what, what do I want us to do? I want us to run to our Father. And there's this, 
it's a it a worship song that we're gonna do, and I want you to I want you to allow yourself to embrace the Father. Thank you for joining us today. We pray that this message has truly blessed your life. For more information, go to bigchurch.cc.